1: you sit now in terms of who you like to fuck, how you like to fuck, and where you feel the most free doing it?
2: I think I do want to fuck women more than I want to fuck men. Lovers and friends, lovers and friends.
0: I'ma take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend. I said lovers and friends, uh. I'ma hold you down down to the end. I say.
1: Hello there, lovers and friends. Welcome to the podcast where, let's say this all together, we talk about sex, love, relationships, dating, and sexuality. My name is Shan Boudram, and personally, I think I have the coolest job in the world. Actually, I was at the Toronto airport yesterday because I went back home for the first time since 2019, and I was coming back to LA from Toronto, and then these two beautiful women stopped me, and one of them is like, Shan... I gotta say it, I am obsessed with what you do. And the other one naturally is like, oh, what, what does she do? And then the original one is like, well, she goes around talking about sex. And then her friend is like, what do you mean she goes around talking about sex? And then I'm like, I'll just cut in right here. I'm a public facing sex and relationship educator who talks about sex and relationships through a variety of different media mediums like TV or podcasting or online video or books. Furthermore, myself and my husband, Jared Brady, have a small production company called Shared Entertainment, where we produce content both for ourselves and for others. For example, right now, we have been tapped to make the after show for Harlem, a show that's on Prime that stars Megan Good and guest stars Whoopi Goldberg. And you probably guessed this, the whole point of that story was to get here where we are right now. One, because I'm very excited to humble brag since I love what we have been able to make. And Jared and I worked so hard on that after show episode. We have four in total. The first one is now out on my other YouTube channel. Please, 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 if you have under 15 minutes, go and watch that. It would mean a lot to me. And the other reason I wanted to tell you about that project is because the show Harlem touches, licks, and penetrates the topic for this week's podcast episode. And we are going to be discussing reorienting or re-navigating your sexual orientation after a queer experience. And if you don't watch Harlem, this is how it all ties in. So Grace Byers, who you might know from Empire, plays a character called Quinn. And Quinn's a straight woman who finds herself enchanted by and then attracted to another woman. So one thing leads to another, and then eventually... Their friendship takes a turn and Quinn finds herself right smack dab in the middle of a place that she never even considered she would be before. And if I'm not making myself clear, Quinn had a sexual and romantic queer experience. Quinn, this, this is amazing.
2: You're amazing.
1: And this is the question that the show leaves us with. Does Quinn's experience mean that she has to adjust her sexual orientation? And in making the after show, I had the really cool opportunity to talk to the cast of Harlem, specifically to talk to Grace and to ask her what she thought. And here's what she had to say on her character's behalf.
3: I think think the labeling part was not fun for Quinn. Yes. Like I could feel on her behalf I was like, stop putting labels on, you know? And I think it's because of the fact that sometimes you just need room to breathe, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, you know, like people continuously in her life wanting to be like, so what are you now, like, buy? What are you now, like, pan? What are you now, I'm like, why does there need to be a label for her right now? Why can't it be exactly what it is, which is she was never attracted to women before, now she's attracted to this woman. What does that mean for Quinn? Quinn still needs to see if she's attracted to women Mm -hmm. after this. It could just be this woman. We don't know. You know what I mean? And so like what does that mean? And so is that like an experience that you label? Like did Quinn have a pansexual experience? Mm -hmm. So until Quinn gets to understand who she is as a person and how that reflects and expresses in other areas of her life, please, can you lay off the labels? (laughs) Also
1: later in the episode, I get together with the men of Enjoy the Podcast to ask them if they have ever had surprising and new feelings for someone of the same sex. And although the conversation got off to a bit of a rough start, I think by the end, we got somewhere really surprising and conversation provoking. But before we get to any of that, where are my manners? We are here in this episode to talk with Kiana Lede, a singer who had one experience with a woman, but on the flip side, after that experience, felt very clear about her sexual orientation.
2: That developed really quickly one day, after we spent like a whole day together uh, at a festival, it developed into just a question of, I wanna eat your pussy. (laughs) Can you come over? And um, we ended up like being romantic and we went on a date and then after it was like, okay, this is time, like this, this feels right.
1: So in a nutshell, that is the episode. And speaking of nutshells, I wanna share a monologue from the Harlem After Show that I created to really get us in the right frame of mind for the topic ahead of us. Are you queer, a lesbian, or even bisexual if like Quinn, you've only had a romantic or sexual experience with one person who shares the same sex as you? Truth is, the only person who can accurately answer this is you, because I believe the I in identity stands for, this is how I feel and how I want to be identified as. But of course, It's not always this binary, since yes, identity is a name card, but it's also a cube where outward physical appearance, biological makeup, and social identity also play a role in your identity experience. But when it comes to sexual orientation, a person's erotic attraction towards members of their own sex or a different sex, I think your opinion is the only one that really counts. Debate me if you want to. But beyond what I think, what I know, that so the Quinn scenario is a very interesting and also very common one that deserves discussion. So let's start the discussion here. What exactly is love? When asked this question, Dr. Helen Fisher, the most referenced scholar on the science of love and attraction said, we have evolved three distinctive brain systems, which evolved for very different reasons. One is the sex drive. Second is feelings of intense romantic love. And the third is feelings of deep attachment. So if that didn't really hit you, let's look at this a different way. The common sequence for a romantic slash sexual relationship is that it progresses from sex drive, AKA sexual attraction, then love drive, AKA I intensely like this person and want to meet more than their sexual needs. And then lastly, to deep connection, Now, if we mix this up, it is easy to see how good friends can fall into unexpected lovers or how unexpected sexual attraction doesn't necessarily mean that a romantic connection or a deep bond will follow. Hence why it is reasonable for a by and large straight person to have a once in a blue moon queer experience or for a once in a blue moon queer experience to open a straight person's mind about the other ways that are possible for them to form connections with others. Okay, without further ado, because you all know I do a lot, let's get to our starring guest, Kiana Leday. Kiana is an Arizona-born actress and singer and songwriter who burst onto the scene with her YouTube series dubbed Soul Food Sessions.
2: Hanging with some girls i never seen before. Seen before.
1: back in 2016 and since then kiana has released two studio eps and over a dozen singles and a 17 track debut album which debuted at number 30 on the billboard 200 in 2020 her music has featured artists like offset ari lennox black and kehlani Her latest project a mixtape titled unfinished pays tribute to her late friend azuma kiana is here to share insights on her sexuality but first i have to apologize for the audio quality because of technical difficulties we had to use the camera sound which is a little bit more echoey than normal so again please excuse and lastly i'm not going to make an excuse for this because i'm very happy about this we've got to get to an important message from our sponsor bumble when's the last time that you master dated meaning when's the last time that you intentionally and romantically dated yourself master date is a term that megan king gave me on her podcast and i loved it especially in light of the season that we're in right now, Valentine's Day. Now, Valentine's Day has always been a celebratory day filled with love and chocolates and roses and teddy bears for people who are in a relationship. And if you're single, you're basically told, sweetie, it's not about you. And honestly, I'm just not about that. And neither is Bumble. Everyone, regardless of their relationship status, should be able to celebrate on this day, especially the most important kind of love, which is self-love. You should feel encouraged to enjoy yourself and put yourself first on Valentine's Day and every day, no matter what your relationship status is. In life, in love, in bed, in everything, you come first and Bumble knows that. Now, I have talked about reciprocal determinism before, a theory that states that we get to know and see new sides of ourselves through our relationships with others, which is why I think self-exploration through dating is a beautiful practice. Whether that means exploring what it's like to go on a date with someone of the same sex or practicing communication on intimacy and boundaries with new partners, loving and respecting yourself can and should coexist with wanting to find a partner. And if that is the season that you are in, I strongly recommend that you download Bumble or go to bumble.com to learn about best practices from experts like myself, because I have worked with Bumble for a number of years now, and I'm really happy to be doing so again. That is bumble.com for the best tips and tricks or Go and download Bumble right now from your app store to do dating your way today.
2: How do you identify? Queer, I would say I'm queer. I feel like I just don't give a fuck. If I like you, I like you. If I think you're attractive, I think you're attractive. I don't know, I grew up surrounded by a lot of queer people. So for me, it was just kind of like a natural thing. Um, It was really normalized for me and I grew up in those types of environments. So I think Oh, tell me about that. Everyone. Did you have, like, two aunties or two uncles? Or- no, I was actually in a lot of, like, musical theater. Um, and I went to art school. So, naturally, everyone is just really creative and open about who they are. Okay. My parents are very loving and supportive. And when I was, they had, when I was young, they had an inkling Um that I liked girls. And they actually sat me down one time and they were like, we just want you to know that we love you so much. We don't care who you love. Oh. They did like the typical, you know, parental thing.
1: When did it go from being a like, oh yeah, I find everybody beautiful to I find this particular person really sexy and I want do something about that.
2: Um, I, It took me Four years of knowing this particular person for me to uh, have the courage to really step into it. I think that person was very uh, open and comfortable and obvious about their sexuality, so it made it easier for me. The most intimidating part of liking people and liking women is you don't know if they're gay or not yes so it's so intimidating like to slide into some dms or go and flirt because you just never know and um it made it easier it made it a lot easier that it was my first experience with, with someone who definitely was into women.
1: okay so you knew this person yes was into women yes. you knew you were into women but it took you four
2: years <laughs> yeah what <laughs> it took me four years because I always fell into relationships with straight men. It was just easier. So are you saying that women never pursued you? I would say not a lot of women pursued me, but also maybe I didn't see it. Yes. So were you
1: not tuned in or were you so overwhelmed with masculine
2: attention that you never really had a chance to sit with it? I think I was I was overwhelmed with masculine attention. I was intimidated by women <laughs> in general, and um, and I was just always going through a hard time. So I don't think I was ever I don't think I was ever single and in a strong enough place to handle that extreme intimidation and anxiety I had surrounded by my attraction to women or people in general that were just straight men.
1: How was your sex life with straight men before you started having sex with women?
2: I would say generally my sex life with straight men was sometimes amazing, sometimes great, sometimes good. But usually at a certain point, In my relationships, it's kind of hit a wall. What's the wall? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't know what the wall is. It's always become a problem after like half a year. And I think a lot of it, actually no, maybe I do know. Maybe it is the fact that I like really passionate and spontaneity I have a whole drawer full of sex shit and me being the more I think I'm always the more driven one and I think I just get exhausted after a while of trying and trying and trying um, to just make things surprising and I think I'm someone that goes super extreme and then eventually when I don't feel like that same passion being reciprocated I just get
1: we have an episode that's called Why Straight Men Are Boring in Bed. And <laughs> the whole real premise of it is that straight men are between a rock and a hard place. Because if they do anything too out there, then their heterosexuality is called into question. Mm. And if they ask a question, then their masculinity is called into question. Because they have to like be the leaders right. and know what to do. Right. So it's like... On one hand, you can't explore. On the other hand, you have to know everything. But as a result, it just puts them in this chokehold of, like, four activities that they feel comfortable doing. Yeah. So when you say it hit a wall, do you mean, like, there was so much more we could have done, and we just never got to go there?
2: Yeah. I feel like... I feel like there's a lot that could have been done, and we either did it because I asked, and that got exhausting, or we just never got there because it was never... It just... Yeah, like you said, masculinity. My first boyfriend and the person that I lost my virginity to really fucked me up. Like, I feel like he was so open and we did so much and it was so amazing that I compared every single... He fucked it up. Okay. And he fucked me up because then I compared every single thing to him. And it's not that I was comparing all my boyfriends to him. It was that I was comparing the feeling that I got sexually and the excitement that I got Sexually to every other experience I had. So I love to hear this because I think a lot of
1: men have the impression that if a woman opens herself up to sex with other women, it's because they've been scorned by men. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like you said, lots of great sex, some good sex. A lot of it, unfortunately, as a result of the societal conditioning was limiting. Mm-hmm. But there were partners that you were like, no, like that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, you were mm-hmm. still drawn to an
2: experience with a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was definitely... I think also... In my relationships and only having sex with men, there was always this feeling of something missing. And knowing that when I was in a relationship, I was missing out on a whole other part of myself that I wanted to experience before I died. Tell me more. That freedom... um, to fully experience that openness that I know I have. Can you tell me a story about it? <laughs> sure. Um, I was hooking up with this girl, but I had never reciprocated because she knew that she was my first experience. Um, I hadn't reciprocated because I was really nervous. Just to backtrack, this is the four-year long-term crush person, right? Yes. How did
1: that kick off? Because there had been a four-year stalemate made the first
2: move what happened um it was kind of like a mutual flirtation that we had had and then that developed really quickly one day after we spent like a whole day together uh at a festival it developed into just a question of i want to eat your pussy (laughs) can you come over and um We ended up like being romantic, and we went on a date. And then after, it was like, okay, this is time. Like this, this feels right. Now it took you said how many times? Five times until you reciprocated, or five weeks? It took me. No, it took me like uh, two weeks to reciprocate. Now she was really patient with me. Is it? Your timing or the timing? I would say for me in that experience, it was my timing. The, uh, the person that I was seeing was very patient and really communicative. I was like apologetic about not reciprocating for a while. Um, but she was really patient. What was in the way? Fear. Just fear. Fear of sucking. Fear of sucking. Fear of fingering. I had I nails, mean, like, so literally. I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, f- f- fear of sucking. Like yeah. fear of not. Fear of. Yeah, I'm yeah. not being good. Yeah. yeah, definitely fear of not being good. I had to ease my way into it. Usually, I'm like I'm an extremist. Like I will go full force. But that's definitely I think, with a woman. You know. It's a little bit more complicated and you know if it's good or not. Um, So, I was really nervous and it was just just really nerve wracking. But
1: you found yourself in it. Did you, was it like one of those things where you're like, oh shit, like, it feels like I do this in another lifetime. Like it flowed through you.
2: Yeah, it just felt natural. I thought it would feel a little bit different. I thought my, I thought I would feel a little bit different having sex with women. I didn't really know what to expect, but it felt I had the exact same feelings that I did when I had sex with men. Maybe maybe even a little bit more passionate. It felt more um, safe.
1: So what would you say is like the key difference? With that in mind, of you said to your partner at that time that. There is something inside of me that I know needs to be explored. There's a question that hasn't been answered and I have to do this. Um, Do you feel like that question has been answered? Where do you sit now in terms of who you like to fuck, how you like to fuck, and where you feel the most free doing it?
2: I think I do want to fuck women more than I want to fuck men it feels like i said it feels the same but it feels safer and i feel like there's something about that that just feels better in my spirit and my soul not that i'm not attracted to men still i am but I, it feels more like if i want i also like the romantic connection that i have with women too. and that played more into the sex for me than it did with men i think there's a little bit of emotional disconnect with me and men um, and it doesn't feel as warm in general, so I think if I just wanted to fuck somebody, and it just to be quick and easy, maybe it would be with a, a man. Um, for now, because I'm still intimidated by men, <laughs> because I've only had one experience. But um, yeah, I think I would I would want to fuck and be with a woman more than a man. I don't have that experience. I know that in my experience. Which I have to ask, what's your experience with Kalagi? because she is, like,
1: everybody's fantasy crush. Yeah. And so, you got to be and create art with her and then create that visual with her, which was very sexually charged. What
2: was that like? It was fun. I mean, at the time, it was great that we had to do that take, the makeout scene, over and over and <laughs> over again. <laughs> I was not complaining. Um, Why did you have to do it over and over again? It's just, you, we had to get the right angles and... You know, they had to make sure the kiss was just right, and there was just enough passion in it, um, you know, the, the mushrooms and whatever in the background. How many more excuses can I make for that?
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> take them all. <laughs> so for you, because this is an area that you want to play in, does it allow moments like that to be a lot more fun, or still the nerves are there of like am i doing this right am i meeting this where it needs to be met?
2: i think that the nerves of take. i think the nerves of the makeout out scene with Kehlani, and i had had another scene in a show it was like a three-way makeout. how cool is it that your art allows you to just make out with people yes <laughs> it's great I feel like that's that's one of the things <laughs> that I could put on my resume. You know, um, I think the nerves of those makeout things come from it being filmed because you know what it feels like, but you don't know what it looks like, and people are judging what it looks like. I know I judge. Like when I watched The Bachelor, <laughs> this one time I was judging. I was really judging. I'm not gonna say I'm which Bachelor you it was. You're talking about Matt James. <laughs>
4: Some of the women have been giving me a hard time about kissing with my eyes open. But eye contact's a really big thing for me.
1: Popping in to cleanse your palate after that Mad James kiss. And if you are listening and didn't get to see it, don't worry, you didn't miss much. Also, I want to remind all of you that at the end of Kiana's interview, I'll be chatting with the men of Enjoyed the Podcast and you don't want to miss that. In the meantime, there is something that I really want to talk to you all about, therapy. So as I mentioned this past weekend, I went back home to Toronto for the first time since the pandemic and thus, I had a lot of really heavy but heartfelt catch-ups. And in the end of these catch-ups, I left asking a lot of people, who else are they talking to? Who else are they leaning on for support? If they didn't have a strong answer, I had a strong recommendation, better help. If life feels overwhelming, why not talk with a licensed therapist or counselor who can help you understand your feelings and figure out what to do with them? Working with a therapist gives you the right tools that help you navigate through the ebbs and flows of life and therapy can help to motivate you to become the best version of yourself, whatever that means for you today. I am a firm believer that therapy is beneficial for everyone. So I am excited to encourage you, like I encourage my family, to look into better help. Go to betterhelp.com slash lovers, fill out a brief questionnaire, and then get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can definitely help to get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash lovers today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp.com slash lovers. You have such a strong energy. But it is so feminine, but also really masculine at the same time. You take up air in a space, you take up room in a space, you are a leader. So I'm not surprised to hear that when you were having sex with men, you were usually the one who was introducing stuff. Then I think of that image of you and Keilani, that cover image, and you were the extreme feminine in that. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) So is that the nice thing about women, that you get to be both at the same time? Do you find that in relationships with men, you have to pick one or the other?
2: I think, mm, that's a good question. I think I definitely took on a more femme role. And maybe that's, I mean, I do have two extremes. Everything about me is very extreme. I have bipolar, even that's extreme, right? So I, I grew up dirt bike riding one weekend and then the next weekend I would do pageants. So I think I'm very verse, very verse for sure. Kehlani, I probably was much more feminine.
1: I am um, marking this year my sales up here. I'm just like, let's see where the wind takes me. Mm-hmm. I'm like really open. I've had my two kids, I'm not having any more. There's like no more big surprises in my life. It's going to make major, major impacts on my time or my body. So I'm like, okay, let me just play this year. And so we were out for New Year's Eve and there was this really beautiful girl. So I was like, she's really, really pretty. And I just kept like, you know when you feel your pelvis positioning towards somebody? <laughs> like you're just naturally wherever you go, all of a sudden you look down like your feet and your pelvis is like in their direction. Okay, I fuck with this person. I was like, what do I do next? So I like, went up to her, I was like, I think you're really pretty. <laughs> she was like, oh, thanks. And that was it. What do you, like give me some tips. If we're, if it's a, you know, if it took you four years, I'm comfortable with that amount of time too. But for anybody out there who's also, seeking or kind of curious and open to these experiences this year like what's your what's your advice
2: i got no advice just like like your sales up here just be open to it just be open to any experience that you feel comfortable with be aware and with your eyes open and your ears open and you're pussy throbbing, just
1: be ready experience. <laughs> Boy, can I just say a huge thank you to Kiana, not just for being a very open and interesting guest, but for coming back to shoot this podcast twice. The first time that I interviewed her, we completely lost the footage. And then the second time, we could not find the audio, hence why the audio was a little wonky. We were using the camera audio. I have no idea, Kiana, why this happened, but I was definitely not gonna let fate get in the way. I persevered and I was like, people need to hear it. I thought it was a great conversation and I truly enjoyed you. And if you feel the same way, you're gonna love Kiana's music, it is so brave and bold and fun and sexy and this girl can sing her ass off. I actually am considering putting in like a performance segment of lovers and friends because I have so many amazing singers come by and I just talk with them and I I don't know do you guys want to hear people sing here too that might be cool and if so Kiana you have to come back a third time um, have to is a strong word you do what you want to do but I would love to have you. We are about to dive into a very interesting discussion with the men of enjoy the podcast. But before that, I have to tell you about an extremely interesting app. And that is ZocDoc, the only free app that allows you to find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them. Plus they treat almost every condition under the sun and they do virtual too. It's really an incredible service. Now I know we've all been there before that dreaded internet search to see if your symptoms are normal. And let me just say, you're extremely unlikely to find quality medical advice on the internet, but you can find it from an actual doctor on ZocDoc through the app. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are there to help you. They specialize in the care that you need and they are here to give it to you. Surprise twists might work for podcasts, but maybe not so much for medical care. So do yourself a favor. Go to ZocDoc.com slash lovers and download the free ZocDoc app. And then you can find and book a top rated doctor today because many are available within 24 hours. That dot com slash lovers. One more time, dot com slash lovers. All right. If a dude hooks up with another dude sexually or has a deep romantic connection with just one other man, is he still straight?
0: No. No.
1: It's really quick. What? It's really
0: simple. He's uh, he's curious.
1: Yeah, he's a little in the gray.
0: He's curious. It's a
1: one-off uh, experience. It's one person that he had.
0: Oh,
4: one and done. And he, that's it. And he's yeah, yeah. fixed. He's not going back. Oh, no. I thought you meant like yeah. he's
0: got one person. He just.
1: No, it's one and done.
0: He's curious. I don't think he's fooling. Yeah, on. sorry. No, not fooling. I don't think he's, I don't, I don't know if he's gay per se, but I think he's definitely curious. If he had one person. Yeah. He, he's definitely curious about floating onto the other side.
1: Because if what well, you ask this question in reverse, just say you asked a girl, you know.
0: It's I, different I, though. and We all know it's different. Different. Okay. Oh. For women, as opposed to men, yeah. No, there there is a there is a uh, uh, way that men in society have looked at when other men go explore. For sure, ninety percent of the people on this earth will think, "Oh, if you experienced the man one time, you're probably also you know going to experience again, and you you were cool with it." Um, so I think there is a perception that if a guy messes with a guy, that he would float closer to being gay than if a woman had a fun night and made out with her friend. We just wouldn't, we wouldn't assume that she's not straight that way. It sucks, they don't make the rules, but that's just how we as men will probably view it.
1: But what if you have a deep connection with somebody, a really close friend, and that connection gets so deep that one day you're like, I might have romantic feelings for that person. But it's not that it's because he's a man, it's because of your deep connection that fuels the other drives to kick in.
0: I'm really close to Los. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't think I'll ever mom. give him a handjob. Yeah. Can like, I
1: ask and honestly you guys are not gonna answer this honestly. You want a hand job? You're not gonna answer this honestly.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna
4: answer it honestly. I would love <laughs> if you did. I will.
1: I've never had an experience for with a woman. Okay. It's something something that I say with pride. in my life it'll change, but I did have a friend who I just had a really strong connection with that it developed into romantic connections. And it was a one-off experience where I was like, this is kind of surprising. Have you ever experienced that before?
0: No, not romantically. I've met a man
1: that you were so intrigued by that you're like, wow, there's something more to this. No, I
0: I would never be intrigued by a man, but like I might be inspired by something. He does to like want to transfer that into my life. Like, you know, like, I like the way you move, bro. Like, that's cool. So I'm going to incorporate that into steps with. I'm doing like, no, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Why like, are you like, like. Say I see, like, like moves, say huh? I see, like, <laughs> like, like, like. He got you good, like, her. he got good work ethic. He works hard. He's like dedicated. Like, yeah. I want people around me like that. You uh, know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, maybe like that. Like maybe inspired, but like I've never been like intrigued.
1: You have like, never gotten butterflies before from another man.
0: No, yeah. I think the difference is, is that if if the the, the feeling look, that you're... A look, like he looked at you you're like, whoa. No, I think nice. the difference is, the difference is, is that when when men see that, we go, oh, he gets women. He's attractive. It's a difference between recognizing that someone is attractive and being like, I actually want to have sex with this dude. Like, I don't think a lot of people... M- Skew that way. Um- I don't
1: think taking it as far as sex, but there is something about that connection that feels a little different. And maybe for most straight men, because you're so afraid of that feeling, you shut it off right away.
4: Don't,
1: don't oh no no. Just, no, no, no. No, 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 no! I just think I you know,
0: wanna, let you it's
1: strange oh, that your entire <laughs> life you've never met a single man or a guy that ever you've ever been like. Or seen a TV or Brad Pitt or somebody that you've no. been
0: like, there's something here. Brad Pitt oh. is an attractive man. No. I don't wanna give him a good hand looking. job. You don't have to all wanna give men, him a <laughs> hand job.
4: All the men sitting up here are good looking men. This is one of my best friends. I have a lot of love and respect for him. I don't wanna do anything sexual with him.
1: Okay, let's take sex out of the equation. Okay. Something more than friendship. Well, what were the three? I mean,
4: I love him like a brother. Romantic, yeah, romantic wait, wait. deep
1: attachment, yeah. and sex.
4: Okay, so I've had. i would say deep attachment. I've had deep attachment. JD's
1: about to be honest. Let's let's we give him a moment. Don't oh, you kill
4: that? You're <laughs> right now. I'm it's telling shame. you, deep attachment, like right right deep now. connection. Okay, sorry. No, no. <laughs> so I've, I've had, I've had um, admiration. I've had inspiration. I've had a romantic feeling towards another man, but it's for huh? me it's more so let me let me finish roommate. For me, it's I want to kicked out, but for me it's more like, I wanna do something nice for them. So it's it's a thoughtful gesture. Like Jared's always like JD's a flirt. Yeah. Right? And he's the first person I'm like, bro, because we have a different definition of flirting, but the way he broke it down, I'm like I guess it is in, in a form of, of flirting. So if I see something, I'm like, oh, Jared would like this, I'm, I'm gonna get it for him.
0: Yeah, that's romantic. That, that's a romantic gesture, yeah. and
4: I have no problem with that. But I, I think I, I can subscribe to the two of the three. The the sexual, physical attraction has never been there. I can look at Brad Pitt and be like, damn, like I, I gotta get in the gym and get my stuff up, like like what he's doing, or uh, you know someone else who's, Michael B. Jordan, right? When I see Creed, I'm like, all right, I'm putting on this bag of chips, Let me let me get it together. But I'm not like, I wanna lick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to lick Dorito flavor the off of Michael B. Fill Jordan. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: So, All right, yeah. fair enough, fair enough.
3: This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com
1: to try it free. If that conversation felt too short for you, that's because that was a snippet of the larger dialogue that I had with those gentlemen about Harlem. They were guests on the Harlem after show that myself and Jared are making together. And you can check out that full episode on my YouTube channel, go into my show notes and I'll link to it. And furthermore, that's also where I'll put a fun link to Harlem, this show that comes out on prime every Fridays, check it out. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And I get to talk about it for a living, uh, for the next three weeks at least. And I'm just so grateful for that. Speaking of things I'm grateful for, Um, Shout out to the men who took part. JD still has a podcast. It's called Who Can Relate. Go listen to that. Jared Brady still makes music and he is working on other really cool projects right now. So go and find him on your streaming platforms. And Los, I think Los is going to bring back Enjoy the Podcast. And if you enjoyed him and want to encourage him to do that, follow him on Instagram. Him and Cray, who I should also say follow Cray on Instagram, might end up doing that together. And if you think that's cool, go tell them. Speaking of telling people things, why do I always got to speak of something? Why can't I just say next topic? Next topic. Some of you have rated and reviewed the podcast. And last week I said, make the rate and review section not just a place to say, I'm here and I like it, keep going, which I love, but also to say, here's what I would love more of or here's what I thought was really interesting or have you ever thought about this topic in this way or ask a question. And so- I think, I think that these rating reviews are a reflection of what I said last week. Cause the first one is pretty spot on lady loving. Um, they say, I love this podcast. You offer a lot of insight on many different sexual experiences. And it's a pleasure to listen to a fellow black woman expressing her sexual fullness as a lesbian woman that enjoys listening. I would love to hear more about women, pleasing women, loving women. Keep being great. Did this episode satisfy that for you? I'm actually very curious. Maybe you just go and rate and review again, and then I'll read it next week. Yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. D. Chet says, Every episode has been helpful, insightful, and guiding, but there is one episode which was the one featuring Tenarielle that I did not particularly enjoy. Oh, her definition of sacred doesn't resonate with me. Sacred is more aligned with religion rather than something secular. It all seems very woo-woo, and I'm not necessarily in agreement to her beliefs. That's an interesting perspective. I can see that sacred can have a religious context to it, but I love that episode, and this is just a great example of the fact that something may not necessarily be bad, but it may not be good for someone else. And I, of course, if you listen to that episode, can empathize with your feelings, because I previously was not in a space of the woo-woo, but after a second baby, something shifted for me, and it opened up uh, an opportunity for me to engage that in a way that felt good for me. And if it doesn't feel good for you right now, I respect that and I validate and appreciate your opinion. Thank you for reading and reviewing. Guys, my voice is so hoarse. I am so tired. It has been such a long week and I'm exhausted. I'm so filled and so conflicted at times because I love what I do so much. So I say yes to doing it a lot. This is obviously my fuck yes, But I've been saying yes to a couple other things. Mm -hmm. This is also Valentine's Day coming up, which is a very in-demand time of year for me. But now I just need a bath and a back rub and a hug from somebody. So let me go seek out those things. And at the very least, a vibrator and a pillow. That's what I got planned. I hope that you have a plan to come back next week, which by then I hope my voice will be better. I'm sorry I'm ending on a low note. Here's the note. You're great. You're beautiful. You're awesome. And if you're going to be here next week, I'll be here too. Goodbye.
0: Lovers and friends. I'm going to take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend. I said, Lovers and friends. Uh. I'm going to hold you down, down to the end. I say. Lovers and Friends
1: is executive produced by Shared Entertainment's Sham Boudram. It is produced by Shan and Chrisia Cruz with production support from Two West Entertainment's Adam Krasner and Brianna Barone. The Lovers and Friends theme song is produced by Sean Ross and performed by Jared Brady, my husband, who also does the scoring and engineering on our episodes. Lovers and Friends is powered by Audio Boom and made possible by our incredible sponsors, who you can and please, I hope you do, show love to by reading our show notes.